gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome back to another edition of the My Two Cents Podcast. This is episode 144, presented by and hosted by G2. I am G2. I hope everybody had a great week. I hope you guys um, were able to accomplish what you guys want to accomplish. If you did not, have no fear. You guys have another week to accomplish whatever you want to accomplish. And if you don't get it done this week, again, don't worry about it. Because you want to know why? The year's almost over. We are in the first day of... Of October, you only got two more months to weather out and survive 2023, and then after that, you can look forward to 2024. And I'm not saying start any New Year's resolutions because I don't believe in all that. Just try to come up with some goals that you actually just want to accomplish. They can be obtainable goals. They can be outlandish goals. They can be goals that could just make you laugh about, like throughout the year. Just try to. Create some type of goal, not resolution, goals that you want to actually fulfill, that you actually see that you plan out actually doing. Um, but yeah, have no fear. The year's almost over with. Just take a breather, breathe in, breathe out, and everything will be fine. Now, before I start with the RIPs, let's get into the National Food Days of the Week. Since today is October the 1st, the first of the new month. It is homemade cookies day, as well as pudding season begins, as well as World Vegetarian Day. Now, on October the 2nd, it is National Fried Scallop Days. October the 3rd, it is National Caramel Custard Day. October 4th, it is Cinnamon Bun Day, as well as National Pumpkin Seed Day. And National Taco Day, which I didn't know that was a thing, but there we go. October 5th, it is Apple Betty Day, October 6th, Noodle Day, and to round us off, October the 7th, it will be National Frat Pay Day. Now, to get on with the RIPs, there's two that happen this particular week. First one, it goes to the actor that played Dumbledore, Sir Michael Gambone. I'm hoping I'm saying his name right. He was 82. His family did put out a statement uh, to the Associated Press saying that he died after dealing with a bout of pneumonia. We are devastated to announce the loss of Sir Michael Gambone. Beloved husband and father, Michael died peacefully in the hospital with his wife, Anne, and his son, Fergus, at his bedside, the statement said. So, again, I want to say rest in peace to the actor Michael Gambone. The uh, Harry Potter fans, more likely they felt something because of this, because he was the second actor that played Dumbledore after the first one passed away. And from my understanding, this man, he put his own little twist on the Dumbledore character. I never watched not a bit of Harry Potter. I'm only going off what I've read. So again, the Harry Potter fans, they felt something from this. So I hope that the franchise, I hope that the people that's still continuing the franchise, the uh, fandom will get over this in their due time because... When you're a fan of somebody's work, you're going to feel it in some type of way, especially if they uh, touched you in a way. So again, recipes to Sir Michael Gambone and to his fans and his friends and family. I wish you well wishes. Now also to the second person that passed away this week, Senator Diane Feinstein passed away at the age of 90. And this will come from her office, which put out a statement Sadly, Senator Feinstein passed away last night at her home in Washington, D.C. Her passing is a great loss for so many, from those who loved and cared for her to the people of California that she dedicated her life to serving. Senator Feinstein never backed away from a fight for what was right and just. At the same time, she was always willing to work with anyone, even those she disagreed with, if it meant bettering the lives of Californians or betterment of our nation. So Senator Feinstein, she passed away at the age of 90. They're going to say it's considered uh, natural causes. People are trying to say that it's because of some uh, cognitive issues that she was suffering. But again, 
Nobody truly knows. She was at the age of 90, so I'm just going to go and roll with natural causes. But again, rest in peace to Senator Feinstein. Now, moving away from the RIPs, I want to say to everybody in New York, I hope you guys are able to uh, get out of whatever you're dealing with. I know from all the social media videos, there's a lot of rain that transpired these what last couple of days. And you guys had your roads blocked with rain, your subways like had to be put on hold because of the rain, like squeaking in and all that type of jazz. I don't know what is going on with this world. I've said it before. Uh, the weather is doing numbers on people. One moment is hot. One minute is cold. One minute you dry. One minute you guys are just drained and soaked in like rain. I have no idea. But I hope New York is able to uh, get past this. I hope New York is able to weather this out and come back stronger. Hopefully. Because if you guys don't, that's one of the biggest hits in America. Because New York is like the big, it's the big thing for America, to be honest. When people say they want to go somewhere, they want to say to go to New York. They want to go to the Big Apple. They want to explore and do all the tourism stuff in New York. That's kind of like America's stamp on something. Like, go to New York. And that's also in entertainment. If you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. But if New York becomes all rained out and you guys can't do nothing, the way that the weather's kind of making its ways up there and you guys are getting drenched out, New York's going to be just a big floating pool. That's the only thing I'm going to be saying and seeing about New York. But again, I'm hoping you guys are able to weather this stuff out. Hope that it doesn't get bad for you in the upcoming months, but we'll just have to wait and see. Now, at the time of me recording this right now, there is not a government shutdown yet, but there is loomings of a government shutdown. Um, I'm not certain if it's going to happen or not, but I will say this. If the government shutdown does happen, more than 2 million civilian federal employees will either be furloughed or be kept to continue working until uh, the shutdown resolves, meaning they will not be paid for their uh, continued services. As this come from CNBC, losing out on income for one, two, or three pay periods can be difficult. Uh, it's the difference between paying rent or a mortgage that can pose really significant household stress. Workers deem non-essential would be furloughed, while those considered essential would keep working is likely to be about a 50-50 split of employees. In addition, military personnel on active duty, about 1.3 million people would stay on the job without pay. Contractors hired by the federal government will also be at risk of not getting paid for services, and those businesses may start laying off or furloughing the workers. So that's what's going on right now. People won't get paid. And last time that I checked, people that work at a job and they at least get paid, they at least give the illusion that they're nice individuals. Now, if this government shutdown actually does happen, I suspect people that are forced to work or that are going to be continue working and not being paid for their services, they're going to be way more uh, amped up and way more aggressive than they would be if they were getting paid. So expect that to happen. I think that will include even people at the airports, like the airport uh, workers, like even the bag carriers and all that type of stuff. I think they don't, they don't get paid. I know the last time they had a government shutdown, they were one of them. And that, that was part of the news uh, cycle on the big stations that they were talking about that. So again, uh, be nice to everybody that you're dealing with, especially now, especially with a government shutdown looming. It could have already happened right now by the time you're listening to this. But at the time of me recording this, they have not uh, said that there's going to be a government shutdown. But I'm just keeping you guys aware that if there is one, please try to be nice to everyone. Please. Because, again, you don't know what someone's dealing with, especially with them not getting paid. They're going to be more aggressive. Just try to keep your calm and just imagine if you were in their shoes, uh, you're probably aggressive too. But just try to cut them some slack and just try to not pay them any attention if they try to do get snippy at you. Now, what I do know is with the government shutdown, if it does happen, uh, Congress workers, aka like the senators and all of them, they still get paid. I, I find that really weird. But here's what I did read, because um, CBS News they went into this. They said lawmakers will continue to 
draw a paycheck even if they haven't reached a deal to fund the government. The reason is because of how their pay is treated under the Constitution and federal law. Article 1, Section C of the Constitution states the senators and representatives shall receive a compensation for their services to be ascertained by law and paid out of the Treasury of the United States. This means they must go, well, they must get paid whether or not other parts of the government's are funded. So what that means is most members each will earn a salary of 174000 per year, a rate that has not changed since 2009. The Speaker of the House earns $223,000 and $500 included with that, while the President pro tempore of the Senate and the party leaders in both chambers make $193,400. So these people that are debating about who should get paid or not about the government shutdown, they still will be getting paid, while the actual workers out here, they won't be. So, the only thing I'm going to say is this, if you guys have a problem, go to your senators, go to all of them and start banging on their doors, start doing all that type of stuff. I'm not saying incite a riot or anything like that. Go to your senators, go to your representatives, go to all of them and say, hey, yo, quit the crap, make a deal. We're not going to be left out here in the cold while you guys are just making money and getting paid. That's not right. That's not fair. I think everybody, at least on a regular, clear mindset, will at least agree to that. But again, you're dealing with political people. You're dealing with people that are up there in their suits and all that type of stuff. Again, I don't know what type of paperwork they be doing, but again, I think this is a political theater that they play off to the people in front of the cameras with their arguing and bickering back and forth in front of the people like when the cameras are rolling. However, when the cameras are not rolling, they probably talk to each other calmly and they probably get along with each other and they just don't let the people know it. So again, we don't know what's going on. We don't know if there is one, if there isn't one, just to let you guys know who's going to get paid, who doesn't get paid. You guys now have that information at hand. Now on to the next topic here, Travis King. Travis King, if you don't know, he was the U.S. soldier that ran into North Korea when he was supposed to come back from South Korea to America in July. He went over into North Korea. Don't know the reason why. Uh, he got captured. North Korea held him, but they decided to release him. And he came back to America this past Thursday, as it was reported by Reuters. U.S. Army Private Travis King arrived at a U.S. military hospital in Texas on Thursday, where he will undergo medical evaluations, including for his mental health following his expulsion from North Korea a day earlier, the Pentagon said. King 23 was held in North Korea for over two months after his surprise dash across the heavenly militarized border dividing the Korean peninsula. Details are still scarce about King's treatment while in North Korea custody and questions remain about why he fled to one of the world's most reclusive nations. Uh, a spokesperson from the Pentagon would tell reporters he'll be going through medical screenings, medical evaluations, and then he'll be meeting with professionals to assist his emotional and mental health. Uh, duh, because if you're going to run over into North Korea from South Korea, where you're just supposed to come back to America, yeah, you kind of have something going on with you. Um, right now, it is unclear if King will face disciplinary action by the U.S. Army. It has so far not called him a deserter, even though he crossed the border without authorization while on active duty, and it has deferred questions about any punishment King might face. So yeah, again, we don't know what's going on. They're going to evaluate him, and after they do their evaluations, more than likely they'll figure out some type of punishment, but because I guarantee you, he's going to face some type of punishment, because you're not going to just run over into North Korea and you're a U.S. soldier and you're not going to face some type of punishment. Because last time I checked, if I'm not mistaken by this, and again, I could be extremely wrong, I think he was supposed to come back to America and he was supposed to get, what do they call that, uh, whenever they discharge you, whether it be, I think it was dishonorable discharge or something like that. And that was supposed to be the thing with him, but he went on some type of, uh, what do they call those things? Civilian tours. And while on the tour, 
He saw the North Korean border and he decided to book it right into North Korea. Again, this is all what the U.S. news has been telling us. So, again, we don't know the reason why he jetted right into there. We don't know the reason why fully, why North Korea gave him up like that. And we still don't know what's going on with him. Again, they're going to do some evaluations. They're going to look into him to see if he's good medically-wise, uh, mental-wise, all that good stuff. We'll probably never know the real deal, to be honest. I think they're probably going to keep those records hidden. They'll let things out what they want to know out. But other than that, that's all we're going to know about Travis King, if I'm going to be completely honest with you. So if you're looking for more than that, I don't know what to tell you. You're not going to get it. My question that I do like to ask, though, is what's up with Paul Whelan, the white dude that's over there in uh, Russia captivity right now? My man has been there for so long. He got to see Brittany Griner uh, get traded. He got to see four other uh, individuals get traded, and he is still stuck over there in Russia. I know he has to be throwing some type of fit. I know inside of him he has to be bubbling with anger. And now you see a U.S. soldier get popped back over to America. Dude, I would be pissed. I'm not even going to try to lie, lie to you. I'll be extremely pissed if I was Paul Whelan. Again, America got to find a way to get Paul Whelan out. He has been over there in Russia for a couple of years now. And again... It didn't make noise until Brittany Griner got clipped up over there. And that's whenever we found out about Paul Whelan, at least the big national media. And he's still over there now. And now we have Travis King over here back from North Korea. And America or North Korea, we don't even jive like that. But somehow we were able to get him back. You mean to tell me America and Russia, I don't care what it is, we were able to trade a guy that is called the Red Merchant of Death, excuse me, not the Red, but just the Merchant of Death, back over to Russia, just for Brittany Griner, and somehow we just not able to get Paul Whelan back, that is still crazy to me, I hope Paul Whelan does make his way over back to America, some way, somehow, shape, form, or fashion, all living and what I mean by shape, form, or fashion, I mean by living. Yes, he might be bruised up or something like that, but as long as he's living and breathing, I hope that the Wheeling family will get Paul Wheeling back. I hope America will be able to get Paul Wheeling back over here, but time will tell with that one. But Travis King, he's here. You're not going to get much information out of it. That's all I wanted to say about that. That's the reason why I was fascinated by Travis King and his situation, and that's the reason why I brought Paul wheeling in because just think about it you are captive you're held up and you get to see all these people somehow get released or traded and you're still in a place that's all I'm just saying I know I'll be pissed and I'm pretty sure a lot of people be pissed if they're in Paul Wheeling's way but uh hey it is what it is when more information comes out I'll bring it up to you guys here now on to the next topic here as this come from insider the title would read murder suspect Jason Billingsley waved Paula Lapierre down to open a door to her apartment building before the tech CEO's death court docs would show. Paula Lapierre, 26, a tech founder and CEO, was found dead on September 25th at her Baltimore apartment. The suspect, Jason Billingsley, waved Lapierre down to get access to her building. Police allege police records obtained by Insider describe a gruesome crime scene where Lapierre was found. According to a statement of charges obtained by Insider, investigators say suspect Jason Billingsley was seen on surveillance footage waving Lapierre down from outside the Baltimore building where she lived and worked two and a half days before her body was found on the roof. Billingsley was arrested late Wednesday and hit with six charges, including first-degree murder, charging documents detained, a gruesome crime scene after he was let into Lapierre's building. According to the statements of the charges, investigators say security footage shows Lapierre entering her apartment building on Friday night around 10.30 p.m. Investigators say in the charging documents that security footage shows a man later identified by authorities as Billingsley walking up the front steps of the building, looking through the glass and waving at Lapierre. Investigators say that security footage shows Lapierre opening the lobby's door to talk to the man 
She then let the man into the building and they got into an elevator together, investigators said in a statement, citing the security footage. Later, that footage shows the man leaving the building through a stairwell and the front door while wiping his hands on his shorts. And they mean that this footage showed it at night. Investigators said in a statement of the charges, Lapierre's co-worker found Lapierre's body on Monday on the roof of her apartment and led police to her, where they observed trauma to her head, face, and body. According to the statement of charges, a brick, three teeth, and a broken hair clip were also found at the crime scene. Investigators said in the statement of charges, the medical examiner found that she died by strangulation and blunt force trauma. On Thursday, Baltimore police say they believe that Lapierre was killed Friday. Police have said that investigators don't believe Billingsley and Lapierre knew each other and haven't yet released a possible motive. Now, with this being said, I would like to say I wish the Lapierre family, whoever she is related to, if she has family, whether it be siblings, mother, father, or even associates that called her friends, I wish them nothing but uh, my well thoughts and well wishes right now as they lost someone. And at the tender age of 26, this is someone that, again, when you hear someone in their 20s losing their life, especially with murder or anything, just someone in their 20s dying, you always say, man, they didn't even get to live life yet. So this is a person that didn't get to live nothing yet and dying because, at least as of right now, because of someone basically popping her in the head and choking her to death that is uh traumatic that's crazy to hear about that and for anybody that's related or even associated with her to uh get this type of news my heart goes out to every single one of you now here's my advice to anybody whether you're a man or women and parents you probably need to teach your kids this too if someone strange happens to wave you down and they want you to open up the apartment building or whatever i understand is i understand it's normal human behavior to want to open up the door for them i understand that especially because it's in the building i get it but sometimes sometimes you just got to act like you don't see that person sometimes you got to act like you don't notice that person sometimes you got to act like you don't hear a certain knock on a building or even acknowledge that person because I don't know what happened here she could have just opened up the building door they probably could have some chit chat as they were going into the building and all that type of stuff and somehow he did something to her allegedly again he's being accused of this there's no uh like legit thing that said that Jason Billingsley did this but I'm just saying nobody knows what the conversation that these two had. We don't know how he got her or whatever may have you. Nobody knows anything. But what I'm getting at is if you open up your building door to someone, uh, do not make eye contact with them. If someone says hello, you might want to say hello back. Sometimes it's okay to be... It's okay to be someone that doesn't pay someone attention it's okay it's all right to do that because it's better for your own uh mental stability it's better for your own safetyness yes you always keep an eye out for someone that looks sketchy and shady i don't care who you are people might say that's profiling guess what we all profile out here in life it's what it is but this right here just doesn't make no sense at all and it all because he waved at her just to let her let him into uh, the building. Again, this is so, so weird. It's it's weird beyond belief because, again, just me even saying that, like opening up the building door and you might be a nice, kind human being. You just make conversation because someone wants to make conversation with you. And again, we don't know what happened after the fact, but. Again, all that type of stuff can lead to someone dying. It's still so, so weird. But it is what it is with the way that we live in society right now. Everything could be taken as a way for someone to just take advantage to kill you. It's so weird. But yeah, more 
uh, information is going to come out on this. And right now we're just still at the beginning of this whole information gathering situation. Um, when more information comes back, I'm going to be talking to you back with this on here. Um, also, here's another one. Just like Paul Whelan, has anybody found out the killer that killed like the two uh, models in California yet? I heard about two uh, models being killed in Los Angeles like a couple weeks ago, and I don't think there has been any type of like more information being brought up about it. I don't remember nothing more being brought about it. I know the police at that time saying that the two killings were not related to each other. The families think that is not the case. I think the families believe that they are related to each other, at least the killings in some way or fashion. But this is still so weird, man. You at least think with a big city like Los Angeles, with it being L.A., you would think there should be cameras everywhere. There should be uh, some type of surveillance everywhere that you should be watched every which way that people be able to see like, okay, well, if crime happens here, we have a camera here, police right here, so we can at least see who did or what may have you. But right now, there's still no information out to the public, at least. The police still might be doing their investigative business, but there is no like information out here for the people to really sink their teeth into that the news, at least nationally, has been privy to. Uh, hopefully, news will come up, and when it does, I'll bring it here, but I would like for more of these cases to be solved. This one, the LA one, is weird. Two models being killed and nobody having nothing about it, that's weird. That's just extremely weird to me. But again, life is weird like that from time to time. So everyone, please be safe out there. And speaking of people being safe, they were idiots down in Philadelphia that decided to ransack uh, stores. As it's come from NPR, dozens of people arrested in Philadelphia after stores are ransacked across the city. Law enforcement officials say they arrested 49 adults and three juveniles in the looting, which occurred shortly after a peaceful protest over a judge's decision to drop all charges against a Philadelphia police officer who shot and killed a driver last month. Interim Police Commissioner John M. Stanford Jr. stressed that the incidents were not connected with the protests. What we had tonight was a bunch of criminal opportunists take advantage of a situation and make an attempt to destroy our city. He said in a press conference Tuesday night on Wednesday, the police department said it would have an increased presence throughout the city and warned that officers were ready to make arrests. Video on social media showed thieves breaking into Apple stores and groups also stole from a Foot Locker, a Lululemon and a liquor store. The Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board closed all of its retail locations in the area Wednesday in the interest of employee safety and pending and assessment of the damage and losses, Liquor Board spokesperson Sean M. Kelly told NPR. At least 18 fine wine and good spirits stores in Philadelphia were looted on Wednesday night, Kelly said. Fortunately, no employees were hurt, although some were understandably shaken. So we have that going down. I'm just going to get at the idiots that were posting on social media. You had one person who was live streaming uh, the looting. First and foremost, you don't ever be close to this, the looting or any of that while you're live streaming. Don't do that because now you're arrested with these idiots. Even though you might not have partaked in the looting itself, you're there with them and you're live streaming yourself with it. You're going to be called accessory to the crime. That just being an idiot. So you go to jail for that. And now I saw a video of... <laughs> All the Apple products that basically got hijacked or robbed from the rioting and looting, they will be set off. There was a video that someone, again, this generation of complete, and I mean dumb idiots, will record all their devices that were taken and stolen, just beeping off, and just going off like the alarm buzzer, and they couldn't get it to shut off for nothing. So that tells you right there, if you decide to steal anything from an Apple store, 
And again, I never seen this happen before. So this might be already like pre-programmed function that they've had before. But this is the first time I've ever seen it. They have a button or some type of system now that they can just start activating all the devices that were stolen. And they can just start ringing off and just continue going on and on. And I believe that's just to alert anybody that's within uh area. If you're a law enforcement person to say, hey, yo, this thing has been stolen. Come and grab it. Come get this person. They have something that belongs to Apple. That's my only uh, thing about this. Do not record yourself in a rioting process. Do not record yourself in a looting situation. Even if you are not a part of it, if you're next to it, do not record yourself next to them, uh, people, because you're going to be uh, you're going to be looked at as one of them. So that's one. And also, too, if you happen to steal from these stores. And that's a part of rioting from time to time. Certain people riot and they break up uh, businesses just to make the city or make uh, the justice system understand that people are upset. And that happens. That happened in uh, 2020 with the George Floyd stuff. That happened. Yeah, that happened during the pandemic time. More than just George Floyd. It happened in other scenarios as well. But you get my point. That happened just to make government take a stand on certain things because people want things to change. Now, with this right here, I don't know what this situation called for. I just know that you can't be recording yourself. That's the only thing I'm truly against. Rioting, looting, hey man, that's a part of human business. People are going to do that. Whether people want to admit it or not, do not record yourself. That's all I'm asking. Don't be an idiot, please, because you know better. And if you don't know better, at least learn from other people that have done what you're trying to do. Because then when you learn, guess what? You learn not to do that, right? So again, please don't be an idiot. And don't take things that are high tech. Because now that you know Apple products will buzz off on you, or at least Apple just got to push some type of button and then it'll start ringing off, you know not to steal Apple products. Go and try to steal like some Google products. Because I haven't heard none about that. But next thing you know, Google products might be the next thing to buzz upon you. So again, it's all about taking chances. You do what you do. Learn from other people's mistakes. That's all I got to say about that. Now on to the next topic that still falls in line with the stealing prospect here. As this was reported, two women are accused of trick rolling a man at a Las Vegas strip resort while he was drunk. According to Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Arrest Report, a trick roll is a common terminology among sex workers to describe stealing from someone who has sex with a prostitute, according to police. Karina Singleton, 29, and Maria Vanderwall, 32, faced grand larceny and burglary charges following their arrest. The incident occurred Thursday at Caesars Palace, where the victim told police he had been staying for a convention. The report indicated that he and a few co-workers had been playing blackjack at a gaming table for several hours, after winning approximately $125,000 at the table, the victim met two women. Police documents said the report said the victim told police he did not remember inviting them to his hotel room. The victim told police he woke up a few hours later and discovered that his money and his Rolex watch was gone. According to the police report, he also told police he was extremely intoxicated and did not recall much after meeting the two women, according to the documents. Through video surveillance, investigators were able to identify the women entering the man's room and then exiting the hotel. According to the report, they were also able to track down two vehicles and two Las Vegas homes in connection to the women, according to the police. The report stated that Singleton and Vanderwall are accused of stealing $120,000 in cash along with a Rolex value at $20,000. According to the police, Singleton had previously been arrested in several other cases by the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department. Investigators were able to match previous arrest photos of the women and tattoos seen in the video surveillance. The report stated both women were arrested and taken to Clark County Detention Center. According to police, Singleton faces several charges, including grand larceny, burglary, and conspiracy to commit grand larceny. Vanderwall also faces several charges, including grand larceny, residential burglary, and conspiracy of grand larceny, police said. So I'm going to go two ways here. I'm going to go the way of if these women are under 
the thumb of someone in the sex trafficking or sex working operation, that's terrible because it's hard for someone to get out of that line of work if you're under someone's thumb like that. So these two women can be victims. So let me start with that one right there. And I just want to stay on the safe side with that because I don't want to just start uh, blaming these two women off the bat. So now with that out of the way, I would like to say this. Now, if they're not under the thumb of someone and these are just two independent women that happen to just do this, I would like to say that needs to stop. People need to stop getting with someone that is drunk and just start robbing these people blind. And also, you guys need to understand, there are videos now. There's no longer the times at which you were in the 80s or the 70s that you could just easily go into a hotel and just start doing what you were doing. You, We're not in that time. We are so far past that time. We're in 2023, going into 2024. You have some hotels that have high resolution cameras that are able to catch you right then and there. You heard me what I said. They were able to catch these people by their tattoos, matching it up with previous uh, arrest photos. Like, come on, dude. You guys need to learn. If you're going to grab and smash someone, if you're going to take someone's cash, if they're intoxicated, if you're going to rob someone blind, you got to know where your safety spots are, where your blind spots are. You got to know where the cameras are. You got to know all of these things before you do that. Again, I'm not a thief. I'm just a person that happens to look at other individuals and again, learn from other people's mistakes. And I'm able to see, okay, that's what they did wrong because they didn't look at what they were supposed to look at. They didn't look at the building to see the cameras. They didn't look at to say, hey, if I go into this room, they just have this many cameras. Or if I go into this room, this room has no cameras, but they have a bodyguard here or some type of whatever. A lot of these people, they don't do that. They forget to do their homework. Simple school things that they forget. So if these two women are on their own and they did this by themselves, that was a complete boo-boo job. You guys did not accomplish what you wanted to accomplish. Now you got stuff on you. And now you're basically right now in jail. Prison or jail. I think prison is whenever you're like, get sentenced. Jail is like, they're just, you're holding you right now. So again, they're locked away right now. This was stupid on their part. But again, a lot of people do a lot of stupid things in Vegas. So it is what it is. But people that are going there for conventions or are going there for work trips, please stop getting intoxicated. Please stop getting yourself in situations like this that you get robbed. Please. There's enough like examples of this happening as well that you guys should know better too so again i put blame on the guy that got basically took advantage as well so everybody in this know better do better and people that are hearing this in my voice if you're planning on taking a trip to vegas please know don't be intoxicated and please know of the trappings of vegas now moving away from all of that i do have to ask you guys a question about a tiktok that i saw this past week and it's of a woman she asked the people that's viewing the TikTok, what would they do? Um, she is deciding to move in with her ex and his new wife. And the thing is, she was doing this because her and her ex, they have children together. And she says that she's doing this for the betterment of their children. Now, she does make it known that she's not living in the exact same house with the ex and his new wife. She's living in the little kind of apartment that's like right beside it. And she does put the caveat that she and the ex did buy that house six years ago. I don't, I don't know if that's going to be a thing. I don't know if that's going to be a thing, a new thing that people are going to start doing, or I don't know if that's a thing that people have already been doing. But I found that very interesting because humans, as I said before, people have emotions. Humans have emotions. People are very, very fickle in their emotions. People change every day. One day you might not like the person. Next day you guys might be cordial. The next day, all these type of things, right? Now, I'm looking at it from the prospect of all three of these individuals. The guy that has a wife now and his ex is moving in with his and her kids 
now they're going to be raising him technically as a big uh, family. Is he going to gain feelings back for his ex, or is that going to be just a straight, hey, yo, that's my ex, we're good, she's the mother of my kids, we're just raising our kids together in this way, and that's it? Well, the new wife, she's going to accept that, she's not going to, well, she's accepting it now, because the ex-wife didn't move in, that's already happened, but will the new wife be okay, as in mentally? Like, at first, she's okay with it, yeah, sure, because you don't ever want your partner to have to choose between you and their kids that's kind of weird in any aspect of life that's just weird and craziness right there but with her emotions will she be able to control herself whenever she sees her husband and his ex get close together as they're raising their kids together or will it be the ex that's not moving in will she be able to control her emotions seeing her ex and his wife every day I don't understand humans like that when it comes down to relationship status. Yes, there's been people that have been able to be cordial with um, their exes and their new partners. We've seen that before. So this isn't a new concept. But when you're so close the way that this woman is now, I just want to know how would people feel about this? Me and my own Ed, I think me personally, if I'm in love with someone, I'm not... I don't have that switch that I could just turn off and pop it back on just because I have feelings for someone else. I don't have that type of switch. If I'm in a relationship with someone, I'm in a relationship. That's just what it is for me. But for other individuals, that's not always the case. People start remembering all the good times that they had. They start questioning, having those conversations of why did we not uh, make it? What was the reason? And they start rekindling certain things and Again, this whole thing seems like it's going to be a messy uh, soup, messy gumbo, if you will. Hopefully it doesn't. I'm hoping that this uh, situation turns out right for the young lady. But again, it just seems weird. So if you're around someone, ask them that question. Just a hypothetical. Because I would like to know some of these people's answers. For me, I'm going to bring this up to certain people. I'm going to bring this up to my brother's. Uh, my mother, my father, all that type of stuff, because I would like to know their answer on this as well, because this is real interesting to me. Again, we've seen uh, situations like this happen before, and sometimes it turns out good, and everybody's able to coexist with each other. Sometimes it turned out bad, and people just happen to not be able to coexist. And sometimes people, they start relighting the match again for old flame, and it turns into a very, uh, very bad situation. So again, I'm hoping everything does turn out fine. I'm hoping everything stays platonic between the exes. And uh, yeah, that's all I'm hoping for. And the reason why, again, I bring this up to you is because I saw this on TikTok. And it just was real interesting to me. Now, moving over into the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing. And I promise you, I don't mean to bring this up every episode. And if you listen to my Wednesday one, I brought this up there because of, I mentioned how much uh, Taylor Swift has brought the gross of revenue up for Travis Kelsey in his jersey. But this right here that I'm about to talk about isn't technically on Travis Kelsey. It's more about Travis Kelsey's ex-girlfriend. She has been now coming out to the media and she's been talking about uh, the Swifties getting at her because she, in her own words, she's trying to say that she's trying to help Taylor Swift and uh, just basically keep Taylor on her toes when it comes around Travis Kelsey. And I'm just going to play this little clip for you here and what she talked to Inside Edition about Travis Kelsey and how she feels and all that good stuff. Like the saying goes, once a cheater, always a cheater. Maya Benberry dated the Kansas City Chiefs tight end in 2016. Certain qualities don't change in men. Um, I feel like... Travis is a narcissist, so most narcissists don't change. Their romance started when she was a contestant on the e-dating reality show Catching Kelsey. Maya beat out 50 other women vying for Travis's heart. She says they dated for eight months before it all came crashing to an end. You thought you were going to marry him? I did. Were you in love with him? I was. <laughs> he met my parents. I had a key to his penthouse. To me, that means that you're pretty serious. Did he cheat on you? Yes. The 31-year-old life coach says she learned about his indiscretions on social media. And now she says she's not sure if Kelsey's romance with Taylor Swift is for real. 
The only reason that I question the genuineness of the relationship is because he's talking to the media a lot. Maya says she's been getting death threats from Swifties who think she's trying to destroy the budding romance. How do Swifties react to you? Swifties are aggressive, very negative, very hypocritical. It's really crazy to me that someone that I think is, you know, positive and really nice has such a negative and angry fan base. How do you feel about Taylor Swift? I don't know Taylor Swift, but I'm a fan of her music. You know, I don't feel any way about her dating Travis. It's cute. I mean, I had him first, so. The narrative is you're a bitter ex-girlfriend who's out for her 15 minutes of fame. How do you feel about that? I'm offended because five years ago when I said the allegations about cheating and when I talked about that we were together for eight months, his camp and team and even himself he didn't say anything about it i do feel away because i did like you i felt like i fell in love with you it's nothing about taylor it's more about you led me to believe that we had a future and now five years later you're laughing and now i feel like you're mocking me i'm not jealous or bitter about taylor she's beautiful she's successful we're in two different lanes my issue is more with travis in the sense of now you're trying to turn me into I don't know, a bitter person, or a liar, like I'm delusional, and I'm the furthest thing from that. Now, with that being said from Miss Maya uh, Benberry, I would like to say this. She has her own experience with Travis. She's entitled to her own experience. It is what it is. Now, what I will say is a cheater is not always a cheater. Yes, people have a past. People are able to make a mistake in the past. Do people grow from it? Yes. Do certain people not grow from it? Yes. So, that's going to be all on Taylor and Travis's whole situation between them to even know if Travis is going to stay on the course of cheating, if you will. So that's one. Two, she is kind of jealous because when she said that she's not jealous, uh, she had him first. That only comes from someone that's trying to make a snarky remark. I know snarkiness because I'll tell you right now, I'm a snarky individual when you de like really get to know me. I'm snarky in certain avenues of my life. If you touch on something, if you get snarky with me, I'm snarky with you back real instant, real quickly. I am a self-professed dickhead when I have no, whenever you're trying to press my button, best believe I'll make you wave the white flag first. So again, from one snarky person that knows when you need to get snarky, that was a snarky comment. And she's not really trying to look out for Taylor Swift in that instance. And I want to make this perfectly known. I am not a Swifty. I don't listen to Taylor Swift music. I don't do none of that. But I do know that she is a cash cow. Okay, so if Travis is in this for media gain, if Taylor's in this for media game, or if Taylor's in this just to get, have some fun, hey man, let these two people do what they do. I don't like how she's trying to put it on Travis saying that, yo, you made me feel this way. I thought we were going to get married. I thought all this type of thing. Listen, dude, you were in a relationship with him. Okay, you have your feelings about it. But dude, it is over. This happened in 2016. You guys dated for a couple of months. Then he moved on to another woman and then he moved on to another one. And now he's finally made his way over to Taylor Swift. You guys dated in 2016. This has been what? If my math is right, this is seven years now that you guys have no longer been dating. Dude, call it a day. And for my correction and my understanding, you said that Travis Kelsey has been talking about you. Um, I don't know when Travis Kelsey has ever talked about her or even said anything derogatory like about her said anything negative because if you know how I know media if you know if you say something bad about a black woman and you're a white dude saying something bad about a black woman people are going to get on your rump I have not seen not a person like really get at Travis for anything not in 2016 17 18 dude I am immersed in black Twitter I go on Twitter just alone just to see what people have to say about certain things. And I have not seen one person say anything about Travis Kelsey at all. The only thing I've seen people talk about Travis Kelsey now is literally when he uh, got dumped from his last girlfriend and people talked about how he was looking sad in the media saying that boy misses her. And now this second one with uh, Taylor Swift and you got people are cheering for him. Certain people are getting to uh taylor's comments that saying that taylor got travis congratulations certain people were saying that travis kelsey downgraded from uh the black women to now uh taylor swift that's the only thing about travis kelsey on social media that i've seen from black women that's the only thing that i have seen so again 
Do I think that Travis Kelsey is so bad about this woman? Not at all. I haven't seen it. People would have been quick to throw up video clips or even audio clips of him talking bad about her. I haven't seen not one. So that kind of that excuse gets thrown out the wayside. You're mad and you're upset that you see him with Taylor Swift and you see him smiling, cheesing the paparazzi, just constantly snapping photos of Taylor and Travis, all these articles constantly coming out about Taylor and Travis. You're upset with that. And again, it's okay. It's okay to be upset, but don't try to mask it by saying you're doing this because you're a girl's girl. You're doing this because of all these false pretenses. No, I see right through that. The men see right through that and women see right through that too. You're jealous and you're upset. Again, it's fair and it's fine to say that. It's fair and it's fine. But sometimes you just got to swallow that and keep it buried deep down inside you. Okay? Put it inside of a chest, bury it deep down, and don't ever allow anyone to see that. You keep that within you. Because it's been seven years. Time has come and passed and it's gone. And you are a beautiful woman. You're beautiful I'm not going to just like try to lie about that. You're beautiful. You can probably grab another athlete, a person in the fitness world. You can grab an entertainer if you feel like it. These people that's in that realm that make money like that, you can do that. Or you can get a regular nine to five guy. You can do that if you feel like it because you are extremely pretty. I'm not going to deny that, neither shape or form. However, this jealousy thing that you got with Travis, you need to quit. That's nasty. That doesn't look good. It doesn't look good on you because that's going to deter all the people that look at you. That's going to deter them and say, yeah, I don't want to mess with her because I see what she's doing with homeboy right now. And if I get with her, I can only imagine the stuff she's going to do to me if it doesn't work out and she sees me happy with someone else. So again, don't be angry. Or if you are angry, keep it buried deep down inside. Yell at it. Like yell into a pillow about it and just call it a day. You caused all the Swifties to get out at you upon yourself because you didn't have to say any of this. You got to just let this stuff die within yourself. But since you came out on social media and talked about Travis in a way, you kind of knew what was coming. And I think you wanted this engagement, to be honest, so your name could be thrown right back into the mix. But hey, if you wanted this, Congratulations, because you're getting it, and you're getting exactly what you wish for. So I can't hate the player. It's kind of the game that we all are into. So again, congratulations for the engagement that you're getting. But you can't cry victim whenever you have all of this put upon yourself because you did it. That's the only thing I can say about that. But again, if you're jealous, which I think you are, keep that buried deep down inside of you. Don't let it pop up again. And also, you're extremely pretty. Go and grab another person. So they can fill in that void for you. Okay. Now moving away from that. Next thing I want to talk about is some newly surfaced court documents that was filed by Cher's son's wife. And is accusing Cher of hiring men to adopt her adult son. Um, new court documents would say Cher is accused of hiring men to adopt her 46 year old son. As he was reconciling with his wife Marie Angela King who filed the documents. The allegations were made by King in December 5th, 2022. Documents made public as part of the couple's ongoing divorce case. Uh, Cher's son, Elijah Blue Allman, who is the son of Cher and late rock musician George Allman, filed for divorce from his wife in 2021. In the 2022 documents obtained by People, King claimed that she and Allman reconnected a year later and committed to working on their marriage. She says they spent 12 days alone in New York in the lead up to their anniversary on November 20th, which is when the alleged abduction took place. Four people came to our hotel room and removed Allman from our room, King alleged in the filing, adding that she was told by one of the foremen who took him that they were hired by Allman's mom. She continued, I am currently unaware of my husband's well-being or whereabouts. I am very concerned and worried about him. King also claimed in the same filing that since August 2022, she has not been allowed to see or speak to Allman, who is currently in lockdown at an undisclosed treatment facility. She added, I am also told Allman has no access to his phone. It is unclear if the duo have been in contact since the documents were filed last December. I understand his family's efforts to make sure he is well, and I want what is best for my husband, King stated in the documents. 
King also alleged that in Almond's absence, she was asked to leave the couple's home, which was owned by Cher. I did so on the belief that my support payments would be timely and I would be able to afford housing. King claimed in the documents, I was not allowed to retrieve all my belongings from our primary home and residence, nor was I given the opportunity to inventory our assets. Representatives for Cher did not immediately respond to Entertainment Weekly's request for comment. Now, they would say in this exact article that Cher's son had previously addressed his struggle with drug addiction in an interview with Entertainment Tonight in 2014, where he revealed that he started using weed and ecstasy at 11 years old before he turned to hard drugs later in life. So I don't know if they're alleging with him being in a facility now that he's still trying to kick drugs or not. I have no idea. This is all just stuff that's coming out now. Um, this is weird. Which, let me say this right now. You, as an outsider, that includes myself, the outsiders, we have no idea what's really going on in this whole situation right here. What I do, and what I would like to say is this. I don't know how much money Cher has, but having your son being abducted by four people that's crazy. That's absolutely nuts. But if she did that for the betterment of her son, sometimes you got to take some extreme measures. Again, people with money and people that have money, they play by different uh, set of rules than a lot of people play with. And we act like we don't know this, but it's true. So I don't know if this is kind of like the rite of passage for a lot of people in like high society with money. I don't know. Um, what I will say is, if she did this for her son's sake to get him the help that he needs for his drugs or whatever may have you, good on her for doing it. Sometimes you got to put your foot down and help out your kid. That's one way. But we don't know what's going down. That's one. Two, we don't know what Cher and her son talked about. Because if her son wanted to divorce his wife, he probably called his mom and talked about it. Adults talk to their parents that are still alive on this earth. And at the time, he was 46. So if he still has his mom around, he's going to talk to her and ask questions about what should I do this or this or that. She probably saw him slipping back into certain things. Again, I don't know. I'm not condemning Cher right now. I'm not condemning her for taking her son and uh, doing what she has to do for her son in any way. Now, again, in the outside world, it looks nuts. Having your son be, like, taken by four people, at least that's what has been alleged in these court documents, it sounds nuts, and it is nuts. But, again, sometimes, as a person on the outside, not everything's going to be uh, as black and white. Sometimes there are some gray areas, and as we know, within life, those gray areas be stepped in, and it's okay to step in those gray areas. It's okay. But as of right now, this whole thing just started to come out. It's weird. More news might come out. It might not. This might be the only time anybody ever mentions this thing. But I, I'm not mad at Cher. I'm really not, if I'm going to be completely honest. Because if you mean to tell me, if I have money, right, and my siblings call me up and they have a substance abuse problem that I know about, and they're trying to get a separation from their partner, and I have seen my siblings and their partners and how they have been or what may have you. And I can see that, okay, he might be trying to slip back into his old ways. And I see that he is reconciling with his partner. And I know what's going to come out of that. I might, I might just grab him out. I might just do something. Will I uh, get four guys to gank up my brother and say, yo, you're going here? No, I'm not doing that. I'll probably would do something else, but I would uh, grab him up some way, some shape or form. I wouldn't kidnap him like that. I probably would like alert like his wife about what I'm doing just to let her know what's going down and to say, if you really, truly do love my brother the way that you say that you do, you allow me to do this, allow me to allow him to get clean. And once he's actually clean, guess what? You and him will have a better chance to reconcile or you guys will be on better standing foot to know where you guys actually stand. Again, 
That's what I would do, but I'm not going to knock what a parent does with their kid, even if they're adult grown. If you see your kid struggling, a parent's going to help their kid out, so I'm never going to chastise a parent for that. I'm not. I'm just simply not. But again, this has just come out. Again, this might be the only time we hear something about it. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. If more information, like drastic information comes out, guess what? I'll talk about it on this uh, podcast, but again... This is still new to everyone. Now, on to an update with the Michael Orr situation. Michael Orr, the retired NFL player that was the inspiring inspiration for the Blind Side movie. As this was come from people, as it would say, Judge says she's terminating Michael Orr's conservatorship with the Toey family. On Friday, Shelby County Probate Court Judge Kathleen Gomes said she was terminating the conservatorship people confirms in his petition filed in August, or 37 claimed that the Toey family tricked him into making them his conservators, allegedly telling him there were no consequential difference between being adopted and entering a conservatorship. Michael trusted the Toeys and signed where they told him to sign the legal filing obtained by people claimed what he signed, however, and unknown to Michael until after February 2023 were not adoption papers or the equivalent of adoption papers. Gomes reportedly says she was disturbed that the Toys had been granted a conservatorship over Orr. Gomes said of the agreement, I cannot believe it got done. She said that she had never seen a conservatorship agreement reached with someone who has or who was not disabled in her career, according to the outlet. Now, they tried to speak to a representative for the Toy family, and they said that they did not have a statement uh, ready or in response to the judge's decision. So that's where we're at right now. Michael Orr, he no longer has uh, parents or conservators, if you will. So he's free from them. And what does that mean for the money and all that type of stuff? I have no idea. We do know the conservatorship is done. Do I think he's probably going to sue them for some money that he was probably missing? Probably so. Um, But I don't know. We'll have to uh, wait and see about that. But yeah. He no longer has uh, people controlling his finances no more. At least that's what I think conservatorship was. Usually that's what conservatorship is. You're in control of someone's finances and someone's likeness and all that type of stuff, especially if you're entertainment. But he no longer has that uh, problem now. He's able to do what he wants to do with his likeness and all that type of stuff without having to give these people any share of his money. And that's a shame because, again, the Blind Side movie is such a great movie. It's such an inspirational movie and all that type of stuff. And to find out the real life nature that homeboy didn't know nothing about this. He didn't know that he was in a conservatorship. He thought he was adopted and all this type of uh, things. It's sad because it sounds like the Toy family, at least even from the judge's perspective, sound like they took advantage of Michael Orr. That's what the judge even felt. So, hey, man, he's now free as a bird. He's able to do what he wants. It is what it is with that. And I just wanted to bring you back that update because, uh, this is the first time I've ever seen it, so I decided to bring it back to you because I did talk about this a couple of months ago, or at least last month whenever this thing popped off. So, again, that was an update for you on that. And on to one last update. The video game actors, they are not joining SAG after right now. They have not joined the strike, but they are able to join the strike. Um, they were voted into it, so if they want to join the strike, they can as of right now. So... They have a possibility to join the strike if they want to actually uh, get better pay or anything like that. If they don't like what the contracts that they have right now, they're now able to join the strike with SAG-AFTRA. And I want to play you guys a clip from Adam Cohn over. I'm hoping I say his name right. This is the guy that did the show Adam Ruins Everything that was on a YouTube series that then turned into a television series. Um, He will break down what the WGA actually got since... Their strike is officially over. So I'm going to play that clip right now so you guys can understand what they got from the big companies. This is the contract that we just spent the last 148 days fighting for. And let me tell you what's in it. A guarantee that a minimum number of writers be hired on every show. A guarantee that comedy variety writers like me be paid the same in streaming as we are in TV. Provisions that mean better pay for screenwriters, better pension and health for writing teams, script fees for staff writers for the first time, and protections against AI that mean that AI can't write scripts, edit scripts, or undermine our rights and credits. 
and we won a success-based residual. So for the first time, when more people watch a movie or TV show on streaming, the writer that created it will make more money too. These are all things that they swore to us five months ago. They would never give us in a million years, but we went on strike and we hung together until they were forced to come to the table and meet our demands. And we changed not just our industry for ourselves, but for every writer who comes after us. And I am so proud of us. Thank you to every writer who made this victory happen. And thank you, thank you to every fellow worker who stood with us. We are going to stand with you as well, because what this proves is that when workers stand together, we win. And now let's get back to writing. So with the writers now having that, you now have daytime and nighttime talk shows going back to work. They're now able to go back and do what they were able to do before the striking happened. But the only thing that will not be able to happen is guests like actors coming on there. They're not going to be able to come on there and talk about any of their projects that they did in the past or the projects that they're going to be working on in the future because that will be going against uh, sag after rules. So expect a lot of reality TV show stars coming on to those talk shows and musical guest. Now, having said all of that, I think that's everything I wanted to cover for the docket. So it's time for me to get you guys out of here. I want to thank all the podcast sites that have me listed. Apple, Amazon, uh, Google Podcasts, Podbean, uh, all these different platforms, because without them, I wouldn't be able to get this podcast out to you guys, the listeners. And I want to thank you guys, the listeners, the downloaders, because without you guys, I would just be one guy talking to a microphone into a black void. So I appreciate every single one of you. As I said before, I check the statistics so I'm able to see where it's coming from. And I appreciate every single one of you, uh, whether you're in America or you are out internationally. So I appreciate every single one of you. So with all that being said, always remember. I love you. I love you. I love you. I do love you all. This is not a gimmick. This is me coming from the bottom of my heart telling you I do love every single one of you. I appreciate you guys. Um, now it's time for some self-promotion. If you guys did not listen to my Wednesday episode, the midweek breakdown, it is available uh, for you right now. Go listen to that. And if you watch professional wrestling and you did not listen to my weekly uh, wrestling highlights of the week, it's available for you right now. It's the Saturday episode. And if you did not check out uh, WWE's NXT's No Mercy that happened last night. And if you're not able to check out AEW's Wrestle Dream that's happening tonight, whether you listen to this on a Sunday, have no fear. Tomorrow, Monday, I will have a review of both shows up and ready for you just so you can listen to as well. So, with that being said, this isn't a goodbye. This is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again. This has been my Two Cents podcast hosted by G2. He is I and I am him. I love you all and I thank you. And Kanye, can you please take these people home? I'm tired, you tired, uh-huh. Jesus wept. Uh-huh.